This is the Washington State Indivisible Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Cox. This week, our monthly news quiz for Washington progressives, Sound Off Washington. Join us for this month's Halloween-themed episode, recorded on the evening of Tuesday, October 19th. Welcome to Sound Off, the Washington State News Quiz. Special thanks tonight to Robin Gittleman, Kevin Jones, Louise Pathé, our fabulous contestants, and guest judge, Nina Masavi. And hello to everybody, whether you're watching live on Facebook or YouTube tonight, or listening via the podcast or terrestrial radio, we're thrilled you're here. Before we get started, we wish to acknowledge that we live and work on the ancestral homelands of many indigenous peoples throughout the Pacific Northwest. So tonight we're bringing you our monthly news quiz show we've created just for progressives here in Washington State. And two fun things are happening tonight. First, because this is our October show, we're obviously in costume. And also we've got a face-off between two previous winners. Rich Smith writes for The Stranger, and he was the winner of our very first news quiz. Yay, Rich! Rhiannon Probert Baker won our Battle of the Indivisible Groups here tonight representing Indivisible East Side. And we're crazy excited to have with us tonight a brand new panelist, <coughs> victim, Elizabeth Pugh, who's a candidate for Tacoma Port Commissioner. Yes. So we do have a prize tonight besides bragging rights, and who wouldn't want that? The winner of tonight's game will receive their choice of gift from my indivisible swag box of joy. With that, Stefan, let me turn things back over to you. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much, Kat. Thank you so much for being here, everybody. So as you can see, as I mentioned, uh, even though it is a few days before Halloween, this is our October show, so we are in costumes. Uh, Rhiannon, welcome back to you, my friend. How are you? Thank you. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing fine, and I said that I would actually wait until we actually got started, so now you're going to have to tell me. So what, my friend, are you dressed as? I am uh, dressed as Map Daddy, a.k.a. Korsnacki, a.k.a. Steve Kornacki from MSNBC. Are you wearing khakis? I am not. <laughs> I do not own that. <laughs> well, can, can I'm wearing pants. Can, can you at least tell us about pants. the... Okay, you're, you're wearing pants. Can you at least tell us about the dump that is coming from uh, uh, Maricopa County? Can, can you tell us anything about that? Um, I don't know. We got a few more days of it, and it's going to get really intense, and my hair's going to get a little disheveled, but we're going to make it through. So, you know, the last time we learned that you have dual citizenship uh, between here and the UK, which, in your opinion, uh, countries, uh, has worse politics... um is that a trick question Uh, because right now frankly everybody (laughs) okay cool all right yeah so so there's there's absolutely no uh there's there's no right answer to that so now listen uh gang uh we have tried noisemakers uh we wanted to try to figure out a way to do the buzzer thing on this game so uh all that just failed so we decided that we were going to ask all of our panelists to print out a card to raise so rihanna do you have yours can we see it please Yay, there we go. Okay, so when you are ready to answer, you hold that up. That means you know the answer. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, we'll call on you, and then you're going to win all the money, except we don't play for money. Rich, my <laughs> friend, how are you? It is good to see you. How you been, man? I'm doing well. How are you? Well, so I'm doing fine. I just have to ask you, uh, you, you have a, a unique um, something going on. What is it? Yeah, I'm, I'm a tiefling. It's sort of like a uh, um, a kind of demon thing from the Dungeons and Dragons world. And I guess I'm a little bit of a princely tiefling, given my uh, frock here. 
<laughs> I've always felt that you were you, you were something of a, a, a princely gentleman. Um, you know, a, a few years ago around Halloween, you put out a column about how much you hate candy corn. Um, and knowing that I am on your side about this, please tell us why you hate it. Well, it's disgusting. It tastes like uh, little dried pieces of toothpaste, and uh, they keep trying to make it taste like something else, and then making the original candy corn flavor even worse. So, you know, what's what's to like? I I, I couldn't agree more, my friend. So, yeah, we we, we are kindred spirits on that on that front. Uh, can we see yours? And I understand you have a digital sign because you're millennial. So, so there you millennial, go. yeah. So representing, here's my phone. If you see a text, you know, just <laughs> All right. be very good. Okay, so that is the way that you are going to indicate that you know the answer and that you want to uh, to weigh in. So, Elizabeth Pugh, welcome to you, my friend. How are you tonight? Oh, I'm I'm very good. I'm here. I've got my my hair and my my little on theme cup here with my water cup. So I'm I'm good. So I noticed that there's a unicorn theme going. Are you a mm-hmm. unicorn yourself? Or are you a unicorn jockey? What's what what is the outfit? Oh, that would be weird. Um, yeah, it's pretty much unicorn time all the time here. And um, <laughs> but I decided because I'm still wearing my my shirt from earlier today, so I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna be a Vodacorn. Tonight, I like that. I Good. Good. <laughs> Well, so, you know, speaking of the campaign, so you teach improv, um, and I, I have, I've asked you this before, but I'll ask you again. How has that come in handy as you run for office? Oh, my goodness. Um, it actually hasn't, because you kind of have to work against it, because you're supposed to, like, know what you're going to talk about. And so it's actually been a learning curve to um, not just kind of come out and wing it every single time. So, uh, you know, new skills in the toolkit, but... Um, I will say if it had been a little punchier, um, I have to say the race we've been running, it's been very cordial. Uh, if it had gotten nasty, I think the improv would have come in a little more handy, quite frankly, thinking of my feet. <laughs> well, I mean, you'd, at the very least, you would expect people to yes and you along the way. And it sounds like they have. So uh, let us see your sign that you have prepared for this evening when you are ready to answer. Oh, yeah. Now you nailed it. Absolutely nailed it. Very good. Okay. So, by the way, I will just tell folks that I am dressed as the scariest thing that I can think of, which is a phone battery with 2%. Okay, let's see. Show that. Can, can, I don't know if you can see that. There we go. Yeah, so that's that, that right there. That is, uh, that is a phone battery with 2%. You know, like people will show you screenshots of memes that they've taken on their phone with like 2% battery. And I'm like, yeah, 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 that's adorable. Charge your phone. Oh, my God. Charge your phone. It stresses me out every time. Okay, with all that out of the way, let's get started. We will begin with a game that we are calling Cat's Quotes. Cat, can you tell us, please, how this game is going to work? Yes, indeedy. I will read a quote of someone in the news happening here in Washington State. Stefan will ask one of the panelists who said it. If they get it right, they get one point. If they miss it, another panelist can steal by raising their sign. Excellent. Okay, and what is our first quote, please? I hope I never recover from this. Elizabeth, at 90 years old, this actor became the oldest person ever to go into space via Jeff Bezos' Blue Origin rocket. Who is he? Oh, my goodness. Oh, um, William Shatner. Yes. Congratulations. Very nice. Yes. By the way, was anybody else shocked by the fact that William Shatner is 90? Oh, my God. Elizabeth, did that come as a surprise to you? 
Yeah. I mean, I hadn't been keeping track, but no, yeah. no, 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 none it, of us had it's, been. It's, yeah, he's doing well. <laughs> he's, he's, he went to space. Although I, I will just note this um, in, in related news: his two pages turned sixty. Thank you very much. Thanks. Uh, As somebody who is hair challenged, I'm very much allowed to uh, to make that joke. Cat, what is our next quote, please? We endorse Sarah Perry. Rich, this is the uh, Seattle Times editorial board rescinding their previous endorsement of which King County Council member after she sent out a racist, anti-Semitic campaign mailer. Um, well, let's see. Uh, oh, it's just on the tip of my tongue. Uh, Kathy Lambert. Yes, Kathy Lambert. Oh, my God, you guys, the things that it will take to get the Seattle Times to do the right thing. Rich, were you, <laughs> were you surprised that the Times actually went and did that? I I was actually I that, I can't remember them ha- having rescinded an, an endorsement uh, before though uh, I'm sure they have uh, they still didn't get to call the race or the mailer racist uh, directly yet they've seemed to have settled on a widely um, denounced mailer or something like that so you know baby steps room to grow room to grow yeah. Seattle editorial board cat uh, what is our third quote please. I want our parks back, and I want our sidewalks back, and I want to house people. Rhiannon, this was candidate Bruce Harrell facing off in a debate against M. Lorena Gonzalez for which elected office? Uh, Seattle mayor. That is correct. Seattle mayor. It is a job that apparently some people still want for some <laughs> odd reason. Oh, also, uh, remember, uh, folks, get your ballots in. Vote and vote for Elizabeth Pugh if you are in Pierce County. Cat, uh, what is our next quote, please? I will not comment further on my decision. Elizabeth, this is Washington State University football coach Nick Rolovich, the state's highest paid employee, who was just fired for refusing to do what? You know what? I'm just going to pass that one. Anybody want to steal Al Rhiannon? Since this is my alma mater, he was fired for not getting vaccinated. That is exactly right. Or actually, I should say he's formally the highest paid state employee. So, yeah, just, I don't know. I, I have no idea what he's trying to put there. Kat, what is our next quote, please? This is a historic day and the start of three years that will transform how people get around in our region. Rich, this is Sound Transit Board Chair and University Place Council member Kent Keel talking about the recent extension of what? Uh, Sound Transit, the Link Light Rail. Yes, indeed. Extended to the U District. Um, next stop, the east side, please. Rhiannon, how much do we want light rail out here? Please. Yeah, I would. Please. Ne- I, I, honestly, I would never drive into Seattle again. It would be bliss. Uh, yeah. Kat, what is our next uh, quote, please? The idea that homelessness emerged from progressive city policy and not, say, Reagan getting federal funding for housing and mental health services and then subsequent presidents refusing to make adequate investments, all while Big Pharma kicked off an opioid epidemic, is so effing dumb that I can't even type anymore. Rhiannon, this is a certain writer for a certain Seattle independent paper who happens to be here on the panel tonight writing about the seven-year anniversary of Seattle declaring homelessness an emergency. Who is he? I'm going to guess Rich Smith. You guessed correctly. Very nice. Yes. Uh, Rich, I, I want to thank you for your words, brother. I, I feel like having them put on a T-shirt. I, I wear an extra large, so I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to work out fine. All right, everybody, that will do it for Cat's Quotes. And next up is a multiple choice quiz that we call, What Do You Know About Blank? Cat, how does this work, please? Just like the first round, only with multiple choice. We'll ask a question of each panelist. If they get it right, they get one point. If they miss it, someone else can steal. Whoever raises their sign first. And this week we're playing, what do you know about? Wait, wait, wait. 
Candy corn! Yes, of course. Yes, of course we are. Now, we have chosen this because, A, as I mentioned, it's almost Halloween. And as I also mentioned earlier, Rich has a notorious hatred of candy corn, something that we actually share in common. Uh, Elizabeth, do you have any strong feelings about candy corn? I, I'm, I'm actually pro, You're pro candy corn. Okay. You know, that's a, that's a, yeah. And then um, I am really appreciating this post that's been going around social where people are showing you how you can actually make it into like a corn cob by stacking up the little <laughs> candy that. corns, which I think is important. Um, but I am going to say, I'm going to go original, not uh, the, the Thanksgiving variety. Let's just keep it for... Sure. Whatever that next flavor is, we'll just keep that for Halloween. Thanks. Understood. <laughs> and Rihanna, do you have any strong feelings about candy corn? I don't have particularly strong feelings, but I'm not completely opposed to it. Okay, so we have an anti, we have a sort of pro, and we have a basically ambivalent. Okay, so let's begin <laughs> round two. What do you know about candy corn? Rich, official candy corn, this is the official brand that was sold by the original makers, is now owned and produced by which company? A, Nabisco, B, Jelly Belly, or C, Mars? A, Nabisco? No, anybody want to steal? Okay, Elizabeth? Mars. No, and Rihanna, this is yours to take. Yes. Must be Jelly Belly. It is indeed Jelly Belly. Yes, indeed. The company that brought you the very first jelly bean that tastes like boogers now produces candy corn. Rich, is this a coincidence? No, no, absolutely not. Clearly uh, cousins. Okay. Yeah. Rhiannon, what is the order of the colors from thin tip to fat bottom? A, white, yellow, orange, B, white, orange, yellow, or B, yellow, orange, white? C, yellow, orange, white. No, I'm afraid that's wrong. Oh, Anybody no. want to take a stab? Okay, Elizabeth? A white, orange, yellow? No, Rich, this is all yours. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the other one. It's white, yellow, orange. Um, the, the, I'm, I'm told the batter is apparently poured in batches for that artisanal mm. feel, I guess. Uh, Elizabeth, how many calories does a kernel of candy corn have? A, 15, B, 3, or C, 7? Ooh, let's just go that, you know, we're hoping we're packing a punch with it. Let's go 15. No, I'm afraid that's wrong. Anybody want to judge? Rich? Seven? Yes, indeed. Seven. <laughs> Seven calories for a kernel of candy corn. Here's some other things. I looked this up uh, that also have seven calories or fewer. Uh, a garbanzo bean, all the coffee you can drink, or a bong hit. I have no idea why I just threw that in. But, hey, it works. All right. Uh, Rich, which of the following is an actual variety of candy corn? A, Cupid corn for Valentine's Day. B, Blarney corn for St. Patrick's Day. C, Tree corn for Arbor Day. Or D, all of the above. Uh, D, all of the above. Yeah, I'm afraid not. I, I, it was a trick question. Anybody want to guess what's the real one there? Yes, Elizabeth? I'm going to go with the Valentine's yeah, Day. That's one. right, Cupid Corn. Yes. Uh, maybe if you're looking to end your relationship, the perfect candy for you. You can also apparently ruin other holidays uh, with red, white, and blue freedom corn on 4th Ooh. of July and red and green reindeer corn for Christmas. Okay, so I'm keeping in mind for the holidays there. Uh, Rhiannon, candy corn currently costs how much per pound? A, $1.50, B, $9, or C, $3.50? Uh, $1.50? No, I'm afraid that's wrong. Anybody want to steal? Rich. $3.50 a pound. Well, it's all you, Elizabeth. 
The other one. Yep. What was it? $9? Nine dollars. <laughs> yeah, nine dollars. Candy corn costs $9 a pound. Oh my God. Okay, so other things that I looked up on Amazon that also cost $9 include hair chalk for girls, a DVD of My Little Pony the movie, and a roll of toilet paper that says, holy crap, you're 60. Invest your money wisely, people. Rich, which of those would you rather have for $9? Ooh, the chalk? Yeah, the chalk. Okay, yeah, absolutely. And you have hair. You, you have the hair to, to do something with it. So, yeah, but, but go with God. Uh, Elizabeth, true or false, candy corn is fat-free? Oh, let's go true. It is true. Well, actually, the actual answer is who cares, but yes, technically, uh, candy corn <laughs> is fat-free. Uh, Rich, which candy corn-inspired item actually exists? A, candy corn-style creamed corn in a can, B, candy corn bratwurst, or C, candy corn salsa? Oh. oh. Yeah. Is there a D, none of the above? There, There is not, no. <laughs> I can't live in any of these <laughs> But I'm going to say C. No, it's not the salsa. Yes, Rhiannon. It's the bratwurst. It is the freaking bratwurst. And uh, so two butchers in Madison, Wisconsin have inflicted this on the world. And um, I've got a photo. Oh, feast your eyes on this, kids. Oh, my goodness. Nope. Uh, no, yeah, no, that is. That is. Oh, boy. So, Elizabeth, now for our listening audience, can you please describe uh, what you're seeing here? I'd rather not, but um, <laughs> yeah. So if you've ever seen, I mean, it, it mostly just looks like uncooked sausage or bratwurst, you know, that nice light pinky fatty color in like a sure. sleeve of shiny clearness. And then just little hints, you know, little ombre of uh, candy corn just poking through. Um, and I'm, I'm a little afraid because I'm seeing about two, two to three pieces Per, per bratwurst, but I feel like there's probably more. Yeah, I'm sure they are. I'm sure other pieces are absolutely stuffed. By the way, nice uh, use of the of the word ombre. That, that, was, <laughs> that, that was fabulous. All right, uh, so let, let's see. We're coming uh, coming into the uh, the end of this this segment here. Uh, question number eight: uh, Rhiannon, and candy corn has been around since a the 1850s, b the 1920s, c the 1890s. Which how long has it been been around since? 1920s. No, anybody want to steal on this one, Rich? 1890s. Correct, sir. Yes, which I will just note uh, is is the, the the last time we had both massive wealth inequality and runaway inflation. So just stating a fact. <laughs> Causation is not correlation, people. Just stating a fact. Okay, Elizabeth once opened a bag of candy corn is good to eat for a 30 days, b 90 days, or c forever. I mean, I'm assuming it's just about the same forever. <laughs> no. It's as good as it was when you first opened it. That's what I'm going to say. There, there is a specific uh, uh, parameter on this. Anybody want to steal? Rich? 30 days? No, that's all you, Rhiannon. 90 days? 90 days, yeah. Actually, the real answer, of course, is that a, a bag of candy corn is never good to eat, but apparently it's fresh for 90 days. Okay, right. there we go. Right. I have some questions for the FDA there. But, yeah. <laughs> we all have questions for the FDA right now. Yeah, line forms to the left. Okay, that will do it for What Do You Know About Candy Corn? Cat, what is everybody's score so far? Oh, my goodness. We have Prince Tiefling and uh, Karnacki <laughs> Probert Baker tied at five points each with uh, Vodacorn. Very close second at four points. Excellent. Okay, well, it is time next for everybody's favorite game, Washington Cards Against Humanity. Kat, can you briefly explain the rules here, please? Yes, it's like regular Cards Against Humanity, but instead of a pre-written answer, Stefan will give you a line and you fill in the blank. 
whoever has the funniest answer wins a point. Remember, answers don't need to be factual, just funny. And our guest judge tonight is, wait for it, our incredible and amazing indivisible organizing <laughs> sorry. <laughs> 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 oh my <laughs> shall I finish for you Kat <laughs> this is our amazing indivisible organizing manager for Washington State Nina Musabi give it up everybody Nina you look absolutely fabulous my friend I and and also we those of us uh, know your your companion there but but please introduce us Yes, uh, this is the fabulous mozzarella, mozzarella. and uh, it's too early for me to have a Halloween costume, but I did have a white wig, so I decided I'm going as mozzarella for Halloween. Oh, this that's year. perfect! Oh, I love that. Well, you, you, you're you're both looking great. You have you, you your doppelganger right Thanks. there with you. Um, so, as I mentioned, that you are the organizing manager for our state, also for California and for West Virginia. Settle this right now. Who is cooler, Washington or California? Ah, uh, well. <laughs> Mm. It's really, really hard to say, but you all are doing a show about candy corn, so I feel like on a coolness scale, Washington does. Yes, that's the answer. That's exactly the right answer. Now, as I just mentioned, you are also the organizing manager for West Virginia. Uh, Joe Manchin just met with Pramila Jayapal. Any chance that you could score a meeting with Manchin and just solve this whole damn problem? Oh, my goodness. If I could, they would be paying me the big bucks. Um, and I actually have a colleague, Natalie Dunn. She has um, taken over the on-the-ground operations in West Virginia and is doing really, really wonderful work with coalitions there. Um, they have met with Mansion staff um, and continue to do really important work and have brought him to the place that we are now, which is, you know, leaps and bounds over where we were at the beginning of the year. and they'll keep doing the hard work and keep moving him and we also have folks in Arizona doing the same with Senator Sinema. Well, we are so, so grateful for the work that you are doing and of course we have called you here to do something uh, completely outside your wheelhouse and and utterly superfluous, but we hope that it's going to be fun and really all we have to do tonight is to make our friend Nina laugh. So what I'm going to do right now is present you with a series of prompts, panelists. You will fill in the funniest answer. Whoever makes Nina laugh the most wins a point. So there we go. Prom number one, Arizona Senator Kirsten Cinema has just announced that she is willing to vote for the $3.5 trillion reconciliation package in exchange for blank. Arizona Senator Kirsten Cinema has just announced she is willing to vote for the $3.5 trillion reconciliation package in exchange for what, Rich? A uh, $20 gift certificate to Claire's. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness! Okay, so, so in, yes, she does. So, in order for uh, uh, our, our esteemed uh, senator from Arizona to vote for the reconciliation package, what does she need, Rhiannon? A hundred and one Dalmatians. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Elizabeth? What did, what does Cinema need to uh, to vote for the reconciliation package? Yeah, well, um, it's a ham and cheese hot pocket, and then uh, a bag of freedom corn. Okay, nice. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> I, I was thinking she could probably do it for a lifetime subscription to Warby Parker. That, that would be me. Just, just de- destroying democracy in kicky eyewear and boots. All right, so number two, hackers have exposed that Jeff Bezos' password for everything is blank. Hackers have exposed that Jeff Bezos' password for everything is what, Rhiannon? 
Uh, I interrupted Captain Kirk for champagne, all one word. (laughs) What is Jeff Bezos' password for everything, Elizabeth? Oh, um, shockingly, it's just password one, two, three. Yeah, of course. That's exactly what it would be. Yeah. Rich, what do you think Bezos' password is for everything? Pram sniffer. It's a little British insult I heard today. A pram sniffer. Now, uh, Rhiannon has dual citizenship uh, between here and the UK. Have you ever heard pram sniffer before? That's a new one for me. All right, very good. Well, we'll let it stand. That's, so if you want to hack into anything Bezos-related, why, there you go. Pram sniffer is your, is your way in. What's that? Visual. What's that? Do you have to let her pick who won the point? Oh, yes, I do. <laughs> I'm just moving right along here. I haven't even brought Nina. Yeah, I'm just. But who won the first round? So, so the first round, I, before he came in, she's like, hey, by the way, the way that this works is Nina has to decide who has the funniest response. Uh, Nina. <laughs> I feel like we should play the first Sorry, round again. Actually, I started taking notes because Honest I was going to God. Married, I was gonna forget. This is the reason why I uh, the, the better half doesn't even begin to describe the, the <laughs> dynamic between me I and like, is there suddenly new rules tonight? No new rules. <laughs> okay, so on round one, <laughs> on round one, Nina, who had the funniest response? I'm going to have to go with Rich. All that right. Claire's gift card Very is good. really what's it, it is the one thing we haven't thought of as a potential incentive. So <laughs> maybe we ought to figured it out. Maybe we ought to start <laughs> thinking about that. Okay, and then number two, who had the funniest response to hackers have exposed that Bezos' password for everything is blank? It's uh, it's gonna be Elizabeth. Password one two three. Yes. Yeah. Right. I'm just gonna try to hack into his his email right now. <laughs> okay, good. Let us know what's in there. I, I would love to know. Okay, so yeah. here we go. Number three, playing by the rules now that we laid down earlier. Uh, according to Facebook whistleblower Francis Haugen, the only thing the company really cares about is blank. According to Facebook whistleblower Francis Haugen, the only company uh, the only thing the company really cares about is what, Rich. Uh, children's theater. <laughs> okay, Elizabeth, what is the only thing that Facebook cares about? Finding the location of all the baby pigeons. <laughs> Why do we never see baby pigeons? We never see pigeons' eggs? It's it's a mystery. I, they're, they're everywhere. We never understand little ones. Okay, so of, uh, what is the only thing, according to uh, Facebook whistleblower Francis Haugen, that the company really cares about, Rhiannon? Transparency with the public. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, Nina! Who who had that round? Oh, that that one's gonna go to Rand. Yeah, she yeah, she she kind of yeah. I think she broke the backboard on that dunk. Okay, there we go. It was it was the the tone in which she said it too. Oh, really, just <laughs> delivered it beautifully. Okay, moving on. Uh, number four: A majority of Trump voters say they want to secede from the United States. They're planning on calling their new country blank. A majority of Trump voters say that they want to secede from the United States. They are calling their new country what, Rhiannon? Kofifi. <laughs> All right, very good. Rich, uh, what are Trumpers, uh, ex-American Trumpers calling their country? Idaho. <laughs> <laughs> Elizabeth, what, what, what are they calling the country? Uh, they actually haven't gotten that download from Q yet, so we're, we're still waiting. We're still waiting. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Q will advise. Q will advise. Uh, Nina, who had the funniest response, please? 
Confefe, for Confefe. sure. Confefe, okay, very good. That's the OG Trump. <laughs> Absolutely, like, yeah. The OG Trump gap is Confefe. <laughs> Nodding off on his, on his uh, device, yeah. Okay, number five, during the who couldn't forget, who could, uh, who could, uh, who, who could... Who could forget? Who could forget the great Facebook outage of 2021? Uh, desperate people deprived of social media were seen resorting to blank. During the great Facebook outage of 2021, people deprived of social media were seen resorting to what, Elizabeth? I'm actually using that little phone app on their phone. <laughs> <laughs> Calling people. Yeah, exactly. All right. Good. Uh, what were people doing when they were deprived of social media, uh, uh, Rhiannon? Uh, they were eating their avocado toast without taking a picture of it first. Oh, and then- okay. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. All right. And then finally, Rich, during the great Facebook outage of 2021, people deprived of social media were seen resorting to what? Uh, email chains. It was horrible. I heard yeah. them on my uncles and aunts again. <laughs> it it's a dark day. Yeah, it, it, it was a very dark day. Uh, Nina, who had the funniest response, my friend? You're on a roll. Yeah. Avocado toast without Avocado a picture toast, yeah. didn't even Did you happen. even eat it? Yeah. Did, Did you even eat it? <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done, Rhiannon. Okay, so here we go. Moving on. Number six. Fed up with the news? Spend your time watching blank instead. Are you fed up with the news, gang? Why? Spend your time watching blank instead. What should people watch instead, Rich? Uh, Ted Nugent Field Dress a Deer. <laughs> <laughs> That he, of course, killed with a uh, with a crossbow. Uh, uh, Elizabeth, uh, what should people uh, spend their time doing when they're tired of watching the news? Um, they should they should watch their kids. Okay, all right, yeah, that's that's actually solid advice. Okay, so fed up with the news, spend your time watching blank instead. Rhiannon, what? Uh, Birth of a Nation on repeat. <laughs> <laughs> that's a dark cut, my friend. Wow. All right, Nina, what do you say? To go with Elizabeth with the good advice. Yes, as a watch. <laughs> Take your care of your children. That's what you should do. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Number seven, the unvaccinated have cost Washington State some $850 million. Governor Inslee plans to make them pay it off by doing blank. The unvaccinated have cost Washington State some $850 million. Governor Inslee plans to make them pay it off by doing what, Rich? Power washing the Capitol steps. <laughs> That's a good step. Yeah. <laughs> the unvaccinated cost the uh, the state of Washington eight hundred fifty million dollars. Governor Inslee plans to make them pay it off by doing what, Elizabeth? Uh, producing uh, recycled toilet paper. We more toilet oh, paper. We need that. We absolutely need that. Yeah. All right. Reclamated water too. Yeah. All right, but you have you know where you have to go to to, to reclaim that. So yeah, it's it's a perfect uh, perfect punishment. Uh, Rhiannon, uh, what is Governor Inslee planning on doing to make uh, the unvaccinated pay the state back? Um, they're gonna have to go remove all the Lauren Culp signs from the state highway. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Nina, who had the funniest response here? Oh, it's so so close between all of them, but Rich. Got yeah. power washing. Power really. washing steps. <laughs> One of them is clean as the tip of the, the Chrysler building, as they say in Annie. Okay, number eight, spoiler alert. I think you all have watched this or at least have a glancing familiarity with the game, uh, uh, with the, 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 the show Squid Game. Spoiler alert, the winner at the end of the Netflix hit show Squid Game is blank. The winner at the end of the Netflix hit show Squid Game is who, Rhiannon? The QAnon shaman. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right, Elizabeth, who won, who won the uh, the Squid Game? Oh, at the end of the Squid Game, uh, the winner is love. Oh, that's I, I love that. Oh. That's very nice. All right, Rich, uh, who is the winner at the end of the Squid Game? Hillary Rodham Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, we got unzipped the cheaper fruit, and it turns out it was her the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. That's that's fabulous. All right. And we got one more. Oh, we got two more for this round. Okay, uh, number nine. Do we have a winner on that one? Oh, yes. Do we have a winner on that one, Nina? Thank you. Yeah, it's going to be rich. Yeah, it's going to be rich. All right. Thank you all. All right, number nine, ah, fall, cozy sweaters, the changing leaves, football, and blank. Ah, fall, cozy sweaters, the changing leaves, football, and what, Elizabeth? Slugs. Okay, sure, why not? Yeah, they they do come out in force. Rich, uh, what's one of the best things about fall? Uh, uh, Mounting dread. (laughs) Yeah, we're, we're getting close to the end of days, I think, yeah. Uh, Rhiannon, uh, cozy sweaters, changing leaves, football, and what? Smashing the patriarchy. Oops, I mean pumpkins. Okay, good. All right, very good. <laughs> Nina, I have a feeling I know which way you're going to lean on this one. What, what do you say? <laughs> I am always about smashing yeah, the I patriarchy. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean pumpkins. That was <laughs> Rhiannon. You won that one. That, that was a fine candor. I, I enjoyed that very much. And then finally, this Halloween, I am dressing up as the scariest thing I can think of. Blank. I am dressing up as the scariest thing I can think of. What, Rich? A giant bowl of candy corn. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. Nicely done. Very good. Elizabeth, you are dressing up as the scariest thing you can think of. What is it? The contemplation of the meaning of existence. All right. Cool. Yeah, it makes a good costume. Makes a solid costume. All right. And uh, so, Rihanna, this Halloween, I'm dressing up as the scariest thing I can think of. What? I will be dressing as Karen, and if I don't win this quiz, I will be calling your manager. Yeah, you're going to be talking to the manager. All right, well, that is fabulous. Okay, so, uh, Nina, who had the funniest response to uh, to that round? Well, I have a I have a follow-up question for Rich yep. to really determine if it's the scariest thing. If you had to choose between eating only candy corn for the rest of your life yeah. or having to have a 15-minute phone conversation with Donald Trump, Every day for the rest of your life, which would you choose? <laughs> I would. I'd take, the, I'd take the phone call. Oh my goodness! Okay, well then, Rich wins because if if that really is a scariest thing, yeah. then a bowl of candy corn wins. Well, I don't think you're going to get him off the phone in 15 minutes, though. I mean, there's no guarantee if if we Fox News. Oh, I'm just automatically cuts off. He keeps talking. You don't have to hear him anymore. We may want to have a round of either or. Would you rather? Uh, uh, um, question. Uh, would you rather round? I like it for the for next month. We'll do that for next month. Okay, so that will do it for uh, Washington Cards Against Humanity. We are moving on to our next game called Three Clues, One Washingtonian Cat. How does this work? So this is a progressive scoring game. Stefan will read three clues about someone who came from Washington State. The clues will go from toughest to easiest. So if you answer on the first clue, you get three points. Second clue is worth two points. Last clue is worth one point. Raise your sign whenever you think you know the answer. So let's get a preliminary sign raise here. Everybody on three signs. Signs, signs. Excellent. Nice. Okay. And also, by the way, we should say uh, bonsoir to our, our dear friend, Nina. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. That you were Thank wonderful. you, Mozzarella. Thank you, Mozzarella. <laughs> Thank you. Great job, everyone. Mozzarella loved all of it. <laughs> Take care. See ya. Thanks. 
Okay, so let's just dive right on in. And uh, again, three clues, one Washingtonian. The first clue is he is the biggest selling instrumental musician in the world with global sales totaling more than 75 million records. The biggest selling instrumental musician in the world with global sales totaling more than 75 million records. Anybody? Anybody on that one? Rich, yes. Yo, yo, ma? No, no. Going to move on to the next one. Uh, his real name is Kenneth Bruce Gorlick. Yes, Rihanna. Very nice. Okay, yeah, of course, his biggest hit is a, a song on soprano saxophone called Songbird. He went to UW and graduated Phi Beta Kappa and Magna Cum Laude and did that with it. I don't know. There's no, <laughs> no accounting for it. Uh, number two, uh, he passed away on October 15th, 2018 at age 65. That is your first clue. He passed away on October 15th, 2018 at age 65. Anybody? No? Okay, moving on to the second clue. His flagship museum, Mopop, houses his collection of pop culture memorabilia. Anybody on this one? Uh, yes, Rich. Is it Paul Allen? Yes, it is. Nicely done. Yes, Paul Allen. There's two points for Rich there. Nicely done, sir. Uh, I like to think of Mopop as the man cave he left behind for all of us to enjoy. Okay, so number three, he was born in Darrington, Washington in 1923 and is astonishingly still alive at the age of 97. He was born in Darrington, Washington in 1923 and is astonishingly still alive at the age of 97. Any ideas on this one? All right, moving on to the second one. Apart from his work as a broadcaster, he has been an outspoken advocate for a variety of animal rights issues. Animal rights issues, in addition to being a well-known broadcaster. A game show host, if you uh, did, to be more specific. Anybody on this one? Okay, and then, yes, Rich. Bob Barker? Yes, sir. Born in Washington in 1923. Hosted The Price is Right from 1972 to 2007. At 97 years old, he is yet another region, reason to go vegetarian. I need to do it. Okay, number four. In 2002, he created the media platform Mercury Radio Arts, which produces his eponymous radio show. That is your first clue. In 2002, he created the media platform Mercury Radio Arts, which produces his eponymous radio show. All right. Anybody? Anybody at all? Okay, going on to the next one. Number two in March. And by the way, I have made this much harder because Rhiannon came in and actually <laughs> stomped the guts out of this game the last time. So this is much harder. If, you, if, if you're finding the clues harder, uh, blame our friend uh, Rhiannon. Uh, and, uh, Sorry. <laughs> number two. In March 2009, uh, he put together a campaign called the 912 Project, which embodies the spirit of American people on the day after the September 11th attacks. Anybody? All right. Well, yeah, it's getting darker from here. Uh, the, the third clue is his Fox News show often featured conspiracy theories laid out on a chalkboard. Yes, Rich. <laughs> Glenn Beck? Is from Everett, Washington. Oh. Everett is not proud of this fact. I, I, I can pretty much guarantee. <laughs> yeah. Okay. This one is actually... <laughs> this, this one I did for a very specific member on the panel here tonight. Uh, a, he served with the King County Sheriff's Department beginning in 1972. He wait, served wait, with the King. Wait. Yes, Rich. 
Is it Dave Riker? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It is in fact, Dave Riker. He was a member of the Green River Task Force. He served as a congressman from the 8th District from 2005 until he resigned in 2018, but not before hiding in his office after repeatedly calling the police on indivisible members in said parking lot. Uh, so that is Dave Riker. We, we don't know if he caught the, uh, the Green River Killer, uh, but we do have photos to prove that he had a killer stash while he was attempting to do it. All right. And then our final, our final clue here. This singer was born June 1st, 1981 in Ravensdale, Washington. She was born June 1st, 1981 in Ravensdale, Washington. Anybody? Okay. Which? Oh, I think Rhiannon got me. <laughs> Rhiannon, was Rhiannon there first, Kat? Brandy Carlisle. Oh, yes, you got it. Boom. <laughs> Nicely done. Thank you. Very, very good. So that's three points on that one. Okay, so that will do it for three clues, one Washingtonian. Cat, can we get a tally of everybody's score, please? Okay, coming in at 17 points, we have the princeling himself, Rich. <laughs> nice. Coming in at 14 points is Rhiannon. And at six points going into the next round is our Vodacorn. Now, there are lots of opportunities to catch up here, kids. Don't worry about it at all. They're the, 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 the points for these get a lot, lot bigger as we go along. And case in point, we have a band called Washington. We have a, a game, rather, called Washington Band Synonyms. Kat, can you explain the rules for this, please? Yes. So every answer in this round is the name of a well-known band with at least one member from Washington State. Stefan will give a synonym for the band, and for two points, you'll give the actual name of the band. Raise your sign when you want to take a guess at the answer. So, for example, if I said our national birds, you would say the eagles, even though they're not from Washington, but you get the idea. Okay, so number one, clue number one, the thing in your chest that literally keeps you alive. Yes, Rich. Heart. Yes, heart. Points. Clue number two, firearms and flowers. Firearms and flowers. Yes, uh, uh, Rhiannon. Guns and roses. Yes, indeed. Guns and roses. Number three, a state of perfect bliss. A state of perfect bliss. Yes, uh, Was who, who had a first cat? I saw Elizabeth first. Okay, Elizabeth. Nirvana. You got it. Yes, indeed. Very nice. Okay, number four, an area for growing audio. An area for growing... Uh, yes, Rich. Soundgarden? Of course it is. Yes, indeed. Number five, opalescent jelly. Opalescent jelly. Yes, Rich. Pearl jam. Who else could it be? Very nice to know, my friend. <laughs> number six, an exit off I-5 in Olympia. An exit. Yes, Rich. Sleater Kenny. Yes, sir. Sleater Kenny. Number seven, a posthumous taxi for an attractive person. Yes. <laughs> who, who had it first, Kat? I saw Rhiannon first. Rhiannon first. Death Cab for Yes. <laughs> nice. Okay. I had a fun time coming up with that clue. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> no, Number eight, humble rodent. Humble rodent. Humble rodent. Anybody got this one? From Issaquah. They are from Issaquah. Yes, Rich. Modest yes, sir. Um, <laughs> Number nine, the clue is hollering pines. Hollering pines. Yes, Rich. Screaming trees. Screaming trees. Yes, indeed. And the number 10 is the group of exclusively men who have been elected to lead our country. Yes, Elizabeth. 
presidents of the United States Correct, Amundo. Yes, oh my goodness. Wow, that was a great round. Okay, so Kat, I know that that kept you busy on the scoring front. Uh, what is everybody's score as we go into the final round here? All right, we've got Rich at 29, Rhiannon at 18, and Elizabeth at 10. Okay, all right. So now, this is where it gets very exciting. How is our rapid round played, Kat, if you please? Stefan will ask 10 questions. Whoever raises their sign first and answers correctly gets five points. So if you're behind, this is a great time to catch up. Five <laughs> points per correct answer. So here we go with the questions. Raise your sign if you know the answer. Number one, Seahawks QB Russell Wilson will be sidelined for three to five games with an injured what? Yes, Rhiannon. Finger. That is correct. Yeah, middle finger. Yeah. Question number two, Initiative 1408 is a new uh, voter ballot initiative being launched by which office chair-stealing anti-tax zealot? Rich. Uh, Tim Iman. Yes, indeed. That's exactly right. Number three, Governor Inslee announced last week that those attending uh, gatherings of 1,000 people or more will now need to show proof of what? Yes, (laughs) yes, Rihanna had her sign up. Vaccination. Yes, indeed. The back time. I want to go to games. Good Lord. Uh, number four, what day are ballots due in this year's general election? Rich was first. November 2nd. Yes, Tuesday, November 2nd. Vote on a Tuesday. Uh, number five, this former Secretary of State under George W. Bush passed away on Monday from complications. Yes, uh, Rhiannon. Colin Powell. Correct. Yes, I shouldn't applaud that. It's very sad. Uh, number six, this team eked out its very first win ever against the Nashville Press. Rhiannon. The Seattle Kraken. Kraken! Ah, nicely done. It's still, look, hockey people, it's still nice, but I, I, I would like the Sonics back if I could. I'm just, I'm just saying, <laughs> I, I still want the Sonics back. Uh, number seven, according to meteorologists, the Pacific Northwest is going to get hit with which wet weather system? Yes, Rich. La Nina. La Nina. It's going to be a cold wet one this year. Number eight, the naval engineer recently convicted of espionage allegedly allegedly passed secrets hidden inside of what brown bag lunch staple? Yes, Rhiannon. A sandwich. Yes, a peanut butter sandwich. <laughs> yes, he did. Number nine, the Seattle School District recently had to uh, suspend 142 bus routes due to a shortage of what? Yes, Rich. Bus drivers. Yeah, vaccinated bus drivers. You know I'm... Number 10, a man named Mark Forkner is facing a sentence of up to 100 years for allegedly misleading buyers about the 737 MAX, an aircraft made by which company? Yes, Rhiannon. Boeing. You got it, my friend. Okay, that will do it. Oh, my goodness. It has been quite a competitive uh, a competitive <laughs> slugfest here tonight. Kat, do we have uh, some final scores? Dang, I literally thought we were going to have a tie. We have... Uh, in third place, Elizabeth coming in at 10 points. Yay! <laughs> in second place, coming in at 48 points, we have Rihanna. 48! Boom! <laughs> wow. Dominating with his princely wonderfulness, we have Rich at 49 points. 49! Oh my goodness. Any thoughts about your victory tonight, man? By one, you know, by a hair. Uh, my competition was fierce. I was glad to not have been totally embarrassed myself. Well, <laughs> so Kat, do we have a do we have a prize for for our friend Rich? We do. I have a, a box of swag, and Rich, I'll connect up with you to to select from the box of swag. Well, we wanted you to have this. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, we also have a, a fun book to give away for you. Uh, 837 perfectly good names for your band. That'll be coming your way as well. All right. Well, listen. That might actually need to be Rich's prize. <laughs> <laughs> this has been so much fun. Uh, thanks so much to all of you. I, I so appreciate you guys taking the time out on a Tuesday night. Uh, Rich Smith, Rhiannon Probert Baker, and Elizabeth Pugh. And Elizabeth, of course, very the best of luck to you, my friend. We hope to see you as to come a port commissioner. Uh, Kat, before we head off into the night, any final announcements? Yes, indeedy. Uh, so if this didn't resolve all of your burnout trouble, uh, you can catch up with us again in a month. We'll do this again. Uh, and I think we have a new game that we're going to be planning based on the results of tonight. And then secondly, beginning next Tuesday, we have a four-part series on addressing burnout, kicking burnout's butt. Yes. Uh, we will do four 90-minute sessions on research-proven techniques to address what ails you in this work that we all do. I will include that in the show notes. And there is a lot that is ailing us in this work that we do right now. So I'm hoping that we see a lot of, of, of faces out there because, uh, and I mentioned this recently over the four and a half years that I've been doing the podcast, uh, I'm hearing this very loud and clear from people that we are burned the heck out. So we hope to see you all there. Um, but uh, yeah, so I just, once again, I want to thank all of our amazing, amazing panelists. Thanks to each of you for being here. And uh, we're going to sign off. And uh, I never know how to end these things. So I'll just say, we have to, Kat, we have to come up with some sort of signature uh, signature so long, like a dating game kiss maybe something like that anybody got any ideas I don't know we'll, get, we'll just we'll workshop it alright friends thank you so much for joining us tonight alright we'll see you next next month bye and that'll do it. Uh, and if you have an idea of how to sign off for the game, I am all ears. If you want to see a video version of this or anything you hear on the pod, head to facebook.com slash indivisible podcast. The email address for the show is indivisiblepodcast@gmail.com, And you can follow us on Twitter at indivisible pod. The executive producer for the town hall series is Kat Pipkin. Special thanks to Lori Colwell. And as always, my thanks to you for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. <laughs>